the early 21st century, magic reawakened on Earth, and alongside it, a new human race with orcs, elves, trolls, dwarves, and others. Humanity became metahumanity. As technology proliferated and greatly advanced in the awakened world, global megacorporations seized ever more power, becoming de facto states with their own laws, courts, and armed forces. The corporations attempt to control all aspects of modern life. This has led to a vast and complex criminal underground which works for and against corporate interests. The independent career criminals who do what others can't or won't are called Shadowrunners. The year is 2101. Welcome to Fun City. in New York City, Midtown, on the east side of Manhattan, or actually just off the east side of Manhattan, in the East River. Floating there is a small and stationary houseboat. It's rectangular and mostly wood construction, with a small deck at its front framed by large open windows. A few chairs sit on its flat roof. The bulk of its space is a single open room, about the size of an executive washroom in one of the mega-corporation high-rises that crowd the city skyline. The houseboat is painted sea blue, decorated with expertly illustrated curling ocean waves. It's plastered with seashells collected over decades from beaches far and wide. The houseboat stands out amongst its neighbors. Other floating structures of more or less the same size and purpose but not so well made up. The houseboat's owner stands on the roof, and her three roommates, her friends, and longtime co-workers are also home. They've all been living together now for a few months, and things are starting to get tense. We'll meet the houseboat's owner first. Standing on the deck of the houseboat Mirage stands Viv Lakewood. Well, Vivian Lakewood. She goes by Viv for short. She is a 145-year-old elf. She is the awakened magician of the group. She is tall. She wears rose gold rimmed glasses, got long silver hair, and most iconically, she wears a rippling ultramarine blue caftan that seems like it's always blowing in the wind even if there is no wind. Viv lives. This is her house. This is also her Correct me if I'm wrong. This is her like place of worship too, right? This yes. is her. Can you talk a little bit about her lodge really quickly? Her <laughs> Viv's lodge used to take up the entirety of the houseboat, but with extra tenants, she has crushed it into an upstairs sort of small attic that she only has room to roll into after she gets off the ladder. And <laughs> it's her chaotic lodge where she can perform rituals, train more in the ways of magic, learn new spells, and meditate, get ready for shadow runs. It's basically a magic crawl space, yes, sounds like. Yes, magic crawl space lined with seashells and things that she's found over her hundred-year journey up and down the rivers of New York. So not exactly thrilled about the number of people in the house. 
No shit. Fans, fans of the people, maybe? All of her roommates are dear to her heart, and they work really well together, but it's starting to show that uh, she's getting a little annoyed. Over in the corner of the boat, we see a gigantic orc, 6'5", shaved head, but with the roots dyed silver. And she's kicking a soccer ball against a wall that looks like it's not going to take many more kicks before crumbling down. She's kicking really, really hard. She's huge. She's a gymnast. She's got gigantic legs. She's visibly annoying everyone in the house, though she does not notice this one bit. You can tell she's young. She's wearing a black armored varsity jacket. She's about 20 years old, a young shadow runner. This is Lash Goodbog. She's the group Technomancer, meaning she's the magician of, of the Matrix. She can control technology intuitively using her mind. Lash is actually excited to be living with Viv and all her friends on the houseboat. She recently lost her own apartment and all of her money because she bet a young teenager that she could beat him to the bus stop and he won. This isn't the first time she's lost all her money in a bet. <laughs> she lost literally everything? Yeah, she bet everything. She put everything what? on the table. Is she stupid? She's... She's just... Is she brash? She's brash. Lash, she has, brash, brash, is, brash is brash. She's, she's brash. She's got, you know, one of her qualities is she has guts. She's just, she's all out there, 100%. Was it just, was it all on one? Or was it like, was this just the last bet that like, she had bet all of her money beforehand No, already? no, she just like, she just was like, no, right. if we're doing this, if we're doing this kid, let's bet everything. <laughs> you know, for her, she's like, well, I got friends. They can let me live that's with what, them. And it's also amazing to imagine the teenager being like, I'll only do it if you bet literally everything yeah. <laughs> she's like okay it it's like you... imagine being in a bar bet and the person's like how much you got and you're like i don't know 20 bucks and they're like no how much you got <laughs> she bet her home every penny Wait, amazing also, what did she sorry just on the other end of this bet mm. what did she get from the teenager like if she had won i think uh she probably not much she <laughs> <laughs> How much do teenagers have in this world? I know. Who knows? He probably, she probably, he probably had a watch she liked or something. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. If we pan over from Viv outside on that houseboat on the deck, we will see a, a relatively young man in a very, very nice suit, perfectly tailored, rolling a golden coin across his fingers. Um, if you were to, you know, walk around the deck a bit and uh, approach him from the side, you would see that he is uh, a very attractive man with perfect bone structure. He has full pouting lips, um, uh, ch cheekbones that could cut a tin can in half. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the cut, yeah. cut, cut, cut cheek implants. <laughs> He looks like a Chad. Is that what? Is that what <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Wait, I don't know what a Chad is. What's a Chad? No, um, you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lux is a human um, in his mid thirties. He's got uh, sandy brown hair, and if you move around to see his face, you'll see it. It's a very attractive one, as many um, faces are in the shadow running universe. A face is uh, someone with a lot of charisma, um, an expert at conning and impersonating people, at getting what they want, uh, a talker. Uh, what you also would see on his face is that he's annoyed right now. Viv's houseboat is filled with what Lux Scythe would mostly consider trash. Um, seashells, clumps of sand that she says she knows 
What does that mean? Lux owns a very, very nice condo in Manhattan on the 199th floor, and it is currently being renovated. So he, along with the other Shadowrunners in the team, are here with Viv. He appreciates it, but he spends every minute he can out here on the deck. Uh, the whole scene looks a little bit like um, a photo shoot for a men's fashion magazine on the bayou. I just want to be clear that the water is, like, just remarkably dirty. There's dirty water. It's a houseboat. Like garbage floating all around in you the East River. You don't know why GQ would go out here to shoot, but it looks like they have. The with, smog is also really thick yeah. and low today. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. With Lux on, on you the... You look great, though. Thank you. He checks his comm link again to see if there's any update on his condo. And just like two and a half minutes ago, there is not. Uh, as you as you uh, flick through the messages on your comm link, which a comm link is just a catch-all device. It's like an iPhone, a computer, something that you listen to music on. It's also your wallet and all of your personal identification. So uh, yeah, as you check the messages, uh, you actually do get a new one from the contractor that's working on your apartment. It's just a, it's a picture of the two walls that they had to take down today because they realized that they, they put them up wrong. And so it's going to be at least another, another month or two. They were like big and important walls. Uh, yeah, it's unclear how they made this mistake. But. It's not the first time they've put these two walls up three times and sent me this exact same picture. <laughs> I think that's the deepest cut New York joke that we've made yet. <laughs> man, contractors. No, man. Con- <laughs> contractors bad everywhere, dog. <clears throat> so laying out on the roof of the houseboat is TK. He's sort of sunning himself and slowly turning the pages of this book. The book is about human behavior. And if you look closely, it's specifically a book about trying to understand other people and why they do the things they do. TK is a battle decker, which means that he's good at the internet, although not magical, and he's really good at fighting, but mostly punching. He's a human. He we- He's wearing black. Well, he would be wearing black fatigues if he was wearing any clothes right now, other than his um, characteristic Speedo, which he wears when he's sunning himself. He's sunning himself on in the roof. All right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, wooga wooga. If if the, if the group were a boy band, or I guess an indie band in Brooklyn circa 2007, he would be the fourth member, the sort of mysterious bassist type person who doesn't really talk in interviews. But you know, there's just a there's a deep well of emotions and possibly sadness there. Um, in his case, it's mostly the sadness because you can tell if you look closely, he was a former boxer, um, probably welterweight. I think he would say, but. That was a while ago, and so he's he's looking more normal. The one notable thing that is sort of out of the ordinary about him is his cyber arm, um, and it's his right arm, and it's just very metallic. So he's sitting there, turning the pages. Uh, TK came to live on the boat because his previous roommate decided to renovate his apartment. <laughs> so you and, you and Lux were roommates, or I guess continue to be roommates, just in a different house. Exactly. Yeah, TK didn't pay rent, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... I think TK was just promising him cuts of jobs that he would do. And, you know, I think I feel like Lux was very generous to let TK stay. Yeah, but I also got that condo kind of as a favor um, from a media mogul. And there's a whole wing that you could kind of have to yourself that I I don't, you know, we don't really need to uh, interact too much. We we were good roommates. Yeah. Well, you're very quiet and Lux appreciates that. No one ever asked me to move in. Are you kidding me? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah, Lash Lash just showed up, actually. She was running. (laughs) She was out of breath. Lux and TK really only saw each other on movie night. We have a really great movie thing. Yeah. TK, TK makes the p- the popcorn. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know what that seasoning you use is. What it's, is uh, that? It's Nuyi. Is it Nuyi? It's Nuyi. I don't know where you get Nuyi, that. Nuyi lemon. It's a little it's lemon so juice. It's so good. And just a 
Just pinch pinch of salt and pepper. Oh, so good. Uh, and there is another person sitting at the table who is not me. Uh, hi, I'm Mike Rignetta. I'm the universe. Um, and that person is Taylor Moore. Uh, Taylor, what is it that you do here? I'm Taylor Moore, and I play all the bad boys. Taylor voices and rolls dice for uh, mostly the antagonists, but I think sometimes you're going to be, sometimes you will be a good boy. Sometimes I have moral gray areas. Don't we all? As you guys uh, have been living together for the last couple months, and probably for a little while before that, the fixer for your group uh, has been Lux. Uh, so in the Shadowrun universe, the fixer is sort of like the main point of contact for clients, which are, are called Johnsons, uh, who want to hire Shadowrunners for various deeds. And the fixer is also like uh, usually the group's advocate in those interactions. So Lux, uh, you have been doing that job. And while you are sitting on the deck of the Mirage, contemplating the uh, gross, murky, garbage-laden water, and breathing the air that is thick with smog, you get a message from a number that's not in your contacts. It's sort of vague, and it says this. Find you from Ricky. He recommends you nice. Big job needs doing. I pay good. Come to my house. I make you lunch. We chit-chat. At the end of the message is an address that's in uh, mainland New Jersey. And that last part to you is pretty surprising uh, because normally a Johnson wants to meet like somewhere secret, uh, somewhere off the beaten path uh, because, you know, they're hiring criminals to do illegal things. Um, to have someone want you to meet them at their house is pretty unusual. Excellent. Uh, Lux takes note. Then he turns to Viv and he says, uh, Viv, I think we got a good job. Let's have a house meeting. I shall join you in one moment. Viv inhales very sharply and exhales very slowly. And as she exhales, the water around the boat starts to ripple outward. And she relaxes a little bit and smiles to herself and turns around to follow Lux. Hey, guys. Uh, house meeting. Ash says, whoa, house meeting. Does one final kick to the soccer ball and kicks it straight out the window far into the water. TK, you hear us? TK calls out from the roof. Yeah. And sort of jumps down and asks, uh, do, I, do you want me to put on some clothes or is it Speedo cool? Uh, the houseboat rocks a little bit, too, as he jumps from the roof to the deck. TK, we've told you this before. The Speedo's fine. Okay. Okay. I just want to make you... I, I was reading my book. I just want to try and try and make everyone feel At comfortable. At a certain point, we feel like you're, you're drawing attention to it, though. I look good. You do. As you guys are all piling into the room together, you're so close. Everyone can smell Lux's cologne. You're close enough to feel each other's breath when you talk. You can smell Lash's feet. It's not like you're crammed into a closet together, but it's close quarters. Um, Lux uh, goes to move a crab shell and and two uh, napkin holders off the desk so he could kind of sit and lean there. And then he looks at Viv and she sort of looks a little put off. So he puts the crab shell and the napkin holders back where they were and continues the conversation. Okay, I think we got a job. Um, there's a guy in New Jersey who wants to actually meet with us and, and make lunch for us. Oh, for the love of Neptune. Um, yeah, it sounds like it might be some pretty good money, guys. I would love it if it was enough money for all of you to perhaps consider other lodging. Yeah, Viv, we we um we understand this isn't the best situation, um, but we really appreciate you letting us be here. I like you all. And yeah. I like working with you. Yes. But for the love of Neptune, will you please stop kicking my house? Oh, oh, you're you're talking to me. Yes. Oh. You didn't like that. You, oh, no. you don't like me kicking the ball against the ball. I like you. 
I like you very much. I would like for you to not ruin my house. Oh, got it. Got it, Viv. It will not happen again. Okay, softballs against the wall, though. Those are harder than soccer balls. Um, yeah, and they bounce so far back. It's so cool. You want to see this? Watch if I throw this softball at that wall, how far back it bounces. You can see that Viv is pursing her lips, and the condensation from everybody's sweat in the room uh, starts to jiggle on the windows like electricity. He's like, whoa, guys, this seems like a conflict. <laughs> <laughs> TK, that was very good. You're making a lot of progress. I feel like we could all take a step back. Get rid of all your balls for now, Lash. No. Put them away. All right, put your balls away. Let's do this job. This might be enough for us to get, you know, some some alternate lodgings, uh, you know, just by itself. I, I say we go see what this Johnson has to say. Did he say what was for lunch? I could ask him. Would you like me to ask him now? We could ask him when we get there. Where are we meeting this dude? He's in New Jersey. Awesome. Fancy. I feel like I could have said we were meeting him in the foulest, smelliest stink hole at the bottom of the ocean, and you would say, awesome. Hell yeah, okay. now you're speaking my language. Right. Okay, um, do you guys need to do anything before we go and speak to this guy? I'd like to speak to this man at once. I guess I'll uh, put on some clothes. All right, I really have to get out of this house. <laughs> so Viv putters all of you to the nearby pier um, in two trips uh, because uh, her inflatable dinghy isn't big enough uh, to take all four of you at once. Your car is parked in a nearby gravel lot. It's like crowded with uh, abandoned moving vans and decaying helicopters and the remains of some crashed drones. There are like a bunch of random piles of wood scrap and other pieces of like trash and empty shipping containers in there. Uh, there are remarkably few actual cars in the lot. Um, but in one distant corner, there is a large shape cloaked in a black waterproof cover that TK approaches and removes. If you would like to describe what your car looks like. I would very much like that. <laughs> so uh, I uh, grabbed the tarp and pulled dramatically, making the, you know, making it look like sort of a Toreador enraging a bull. And what's under the tarp is just a it's a it's a Bentley named Henley, which is on the license plate. And it is just matte black, like the darkest tints on the windows that you can find. Matte black paint, black rims, black tires. TK really enjoys late 20th century aviation history. And so he's tried to get Henley the Bentley to look as much like an SR-71 Blackbird as he possibly can. He just loves that. He just loves that airplane because it's it looks very, uh, it's angular, it's matte, it goes fast and uh, is incredibly finicky. And he thinks people are like that too. So why not also his vehicle? Yes. Sure, got it. He's he's really he's really trying. I open the door of Henley the Bentley and beckon everyone in. All right. You guys get in Henley. Um Sorry, it's a it's a gullwing door. It opens up. <laughs> oh, fucking course it does. It's like I know that I've said before that I think that this is the it's like the coolest thing that I have ever heard of. But also, man, what a douchey car. <laughs> funny about that venn diagram mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um don't think about it too hard i god i am though because now i want i mean what is that you know yeah bentley costs a quarter of a million dollars at least in the shadowing universe actually they're pretty um 
um, affordable. Affordable, yeah. Because right. you can also buy like airplanes. So the, so the marketplace just sort of changed a lot. <laughs> well, because the creators of the game decided that everything should be on a scale. Right. Um, okay, so you get in Henley, um, and Lux is able to transfer the coordinates in New Jersey uh, that he got from uh, the Johnson to its onboard navigation computer. Its electric motor quietly whirs to life and starts to bring you across the reconstructed Manhattan cityscape. Almost a hundred years ago, in 2005, a series of apocalyptic floods and earthquakes completely leveled most of New York City and large portions of the tri-state area. While the outer boroughs weren't so lucky, over decades, a consortium of corporations, including NYPD Incorporated, teamed up to completely rebuild Manhattan. They erected a magnificent superstructure over top the knee-high debris of the old city, which was also sunken under rising sea levels. The formidable buildings that weren't demolished by the disaster were airlifted, though some say more than a few were magically levitated, to New Jersey in order to make room for the superstructure. Once construction was finished, some of those buildings were brought back, and some just stayed. Mainland New Jersey, as it is now called, became a kind of de facto home for some of the super rich as townhouses, museums, mansions, and state buildings were moved there and never returned. New Jersey and the surrounding area is now a strange hodgepodge of tightly packed upper-class residences. An ultra-modern condo building next to a dramatic cathedral mere feet from an old colonial Dutch townhouse. It is here that the team arrives at the destination input into Henley. It appears as though the address they have been given is one for an old, giant, stone building. Henley pulls up right out front, and they emerge. This is a bank. Wow, we meet in some money. This is a little confusing. <laughs> Do any of you have bank accounts? I thought we would meet somewhere a little more discreet. Uh, Taylor, they're on your turf now, so feel free to take it away. But as you approach the building, <clears throat> you see that while it might have once been a bank, some other use has come along for this uh, old and yet somehow uh, still grand building. It's had many uses in its lifetime. As you approach, there are two rounds of razor wire uh, chain link fence, and the doors are open, uh, almost as if they are expecting you. And as you get closer, uh, you see that this is a great, beautiful, big stone uh, building with capital city savings carved uh, in Latinate above the great four-door entrance. And we walk in. As you open the door, you see one single grand space. And yes, you can tell from the marble inlay floors, the ancient marble countertops, the giant windows, but the somehow institutional-like other elements that this was at one time a grand city bank. But also after that, a Rite Aid. There are still uh, like open glass door coolers on the left. Uh, there is what looks like a old magazine rack uh, to the right. But the those are the only artifacts, the only details that say that after this was a bank, it was a Rite Aid. Because after it was a Rite Aid, it was something else. And after it was that thing, it became the home of the man you see before you. 
In this grand space, just off to the left, you see a beautiful and well-appointed kitchen set. There's a gorgeous stainless steel stove, big, beautiful countertops. This is like a rich person's kitchen has been airlifted inside a cathedral church. Uh, and standing at this countertop is a sort of rather unassuming man. Seems like maybe mid-40s even. Uh, he's got center-parted long a lion's mane of salt and pepper hair. Uh, he's got a, uh, a simple gray t-shirt on. Seems to be wearing a pair of faded uh, neo-Levi jeans uh, with a, a sort of a, a small, unassuming, but still a little flashy necklace on. And he is making a croak madame sandwich on the tabletop. Uh, he looks up. He sees you come in and says, ah, you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Come on in. Come on in. Close the door. Hey, did this used to be a Rite Aid? And before that, the bank. Come in. Come in. Close oh, the door. Oh, wow, wow. Pleased to meet you. Oh, yeah. Hey. You got a job for us? <laughs> we'll talk job in a second. Oh, okay. Right now, you want a sandwich? Yeah. Flash you? It's called um uh, it's called the Mrs. Egg. Mrs. Egg? Mrs. Egg. A croc madame. Yeah. Uh croc madame. Croc. Croc. That's a yes from you, I think. You? Sure. You? Yes? Excuse yes. me. This is not it's not soy. Does it smell like soy? And you can smell as he says it, you realize that is a real chicken egg. And as your brain puts together that this man has spent maybe 500 new yen on a single egg, (laughs) you begin to take in the further details of the space. Uh, In this this entire cathedral-like old 20th century bank is now, it seems to be, the single living and working space uh, for this person. Further in the space, in the middle of the giant bank, there is one beautiful, ornate walnut wood desk, potentially centuries old. Beyond that, you see a uh, large flat screen TV, and you see like shelves that are full of like VR helmets, goggles, trids, triodes, electrodes, uh, cameras, every sort of like gaming system. Beyond that hangs Albert Bierstadt's original oil painting, Entering the Yosemite Valley, uh, one of the great works of the Hudson Valley School of 19th century um, realism. This hits you in a wave, and all of this says to you, money. <laughs> this hits Viv very hard because she loves money, she loves old things, but even though she lives in a very humble houseboat, she likes the finer things in life. What do you do? Well, you put them. <laughs> you put the. God damn it, you motherfuckers. It's very hard to flip between the VO uh, description and this ridiculous accent that I'm doing. <clears throat> well, you put the egg on the. I guess it's just a grilled cheese with an egg on it. I meant, what do you do to get this place, to get the painting? How do, how do you make money? Come, come. Any emotions in there are, sure enough, four stools on the other side of this beautiful kitchen. Sit, sit. Thanks. Let me tell you something, my friend. And I say this with no malice. I'm just, this is a tip from me to you. When someone lives inside the bank and has eggs, do not ask where the money comes from, my friend. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because let me tell you something. Anybody with this much money, they we don't get it in nice ways. No. You know what I mean? All right. I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen an egg before. I, I This is, a, you know, amazing for me. Here, here. Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, uh, he dishes them out. And there's four beautiful 
croque madams. Flash eats it in two bites. Oh my God. Incredible. Viv is staring at this sandwich because she hadn't seen an egg in over 100 years. Is this, is this what food is supposed to taste like? I'll take another one. <laughs> TK gives Lash half of his. Oh, thank you. I know, I know. You're probably used to working for people you meet in clubs and sewers and under bridges. I, I you know, I tried to be better than that. I mean, why not live the nice way? Yes? Yes? Yeah, I'm all yeah. for it. Yeah. We're trying to get off of a crappy houseboat made out of garbage. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Viv. <laughs> that is very, um, that is very, uh, ironic. It is my grotto. No, no, just that you are living on a boat. I did not know this. Yes, it's actually really nice um, for, you know, it's better than you imagine. Hey, what's the job? Ah, so, okay. Well, uh, you want to get down to business, I understand. Um, so, I have a problem. Mm -hmm. Someone took something of mine and I simply need to get it back. You understand? Yes. This is something you have seen before. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, normally, I have people I call to do this sort of thing for me. You understand? Yes. Yes. But I, I, for this, I need people that are not normally associated with um, me. What sort of thing are we talking about? Uh, it's a boat. A boat? Yeah. Oh. We love boats. Good news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm, this, this is great news. Oh, wow. Okay, great. So, someone took... My boat, and uh, I would like you to get my boat back for me. Well, this should be pretty easy. I mean, how can you hide a boat? Um, magic. Oh, right. Oh, right, 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 uh, right, right. How large is this boat? Think about the size of this bank. Long. Oh. It's a bank long. Oh. I don't know feet. Okay, you could just use meters. We know, we know those. I know meters. Okay, just say I don't it in know meters vis-a-vis -vis this boat. Okay. That's so you okay. meant to say you don't know how long the boat is. Correct. Okay. I mean, ballpark. Yeah. Uh, I see. We can work in bank lanes. Yeah, we, we know yeah. how long the bank is, yeah. yeah. I'm about an 18th of a bank tall. Do you have any, um, do you, can you describe the boat for us, please? It's a big black boat. Okay. All right, do you have any, uh, do you have any people that you would suspect? I mean, any, uh, oh, any I know, leads? I know where the boat is. Oh. Wow, this is much easier than I thought it was going to be. This boat, it lives in a scrapyard. Bad, bad man has my boat. I'd like my boat back. I hire you. Go get the boat. Go to bad man yard. Bring boat back. I'll tell you where. Uh, who has your boat? This is a great question. Do you know this man, uh, Jast? J-A-S-T? I, I believe this is how you say yes. No, we don't know him. Oh, he's a bad man. It's kind of a dirty, mean guy. You don't, you don't want to meet him. I wouldn't meet him unless someone was paying me as much as I'm paying you. Yes? You guys have beef, you and Jest? I've never shared beef with this man. Beef, very expensive. This is the idiomatic expression I tell from look on your face. I don't understand. It means do you guys have um, a history of violence or... or uh, do we have history of violence? Between no. Between each other. I have nothing. He has my boat. Oh, okay. So he just did this out of nowhere. I'm not saying out of nowhere. I mean, there is a complicated backstory we all have. Okay. That's why. <laughs> <Is it, laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm giving you gold. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, then. Mm. I think the only things we need to know is where the boat is, and do you have the keys for the boat? Location of boat? Um, hi. What's called? Uh, goats, goats Bay? Goathead Bay. Sheepshead Bay. Yes, yes. Ah. Uh, okay. She understands what I'm saying. Sheepshead Bay. Uh, this chast man has, ugh, uh, he has a big gross place down in Sheepshead Bay. What's gross about him? I know, like, 
look, you know, um, I don't want to say, but you, you look like you do magic things. So does this man, but he's not as nice looking as you are. Actually, that makes me think about the thing I was thinking of. He's up to something in this, his gross ship house. I don't understand, but trash goes in, money comes out. I would like maybe to know what's going on. Not part of main deal, but if you do find out whatever he's doing down there, maybe I throw in a bonus for you. Bonus? I like the, like the sound of that. I think we are amenable to that. You're amenable to bonus. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> One thing all Shadowrunners have in common, amenable to bonus. Excuse me, is there anything of value on your boat? Extremely, yes. And what is it, or where would oh, it be on the boat? That's... You do not need to know this. You do not need to know what's on the boat that I want so much. Right, but if we get this boat back for you and we have possession of it, we'll be able to search the boat, so we'd be able to find it anyway, right? Don't search my boat. Okay. <laughs> what parts of your boat are we allowed to go on to get it back to you? Cockpit. Bridge? What do you call it on the boat? Again, I don't know boat. Bridge, yes. The bridge. bridge. Yeah, go on the bridge, whatever you want. Okay, but don't go below deck? You can go below. Okay. And do whatever you want. All Don't right. look for what I want on my boat. <laughs> okay. So is... look for it. I see your... No, you laugh. <laughs> you get it. You understand what to do. If I say bring a briefcase back to me, you don't say, well, what's in the briefcase? We want what's in the briefcase. I know. I pay, only pay in full. I get the boat, everything normal with it. Okay. Um, how much are you willing to give us up front? Um, <laughs> what's half of it? <laughs> I think nothing. Mm, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. nothing. Nothing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, no. no. Oh, let me... <laughs> Oh, I give you nothing up front. Oh. You got some eggs. We did get some eggs. It's delicious. Now listen to me. If this was an easy job, I would have just hired Postmates or something. Right. Right? I could go on the Matrix and find anybody want to drive a boat. The people who took my boat are not nice. They are not supposed to have the boat. They don't want anyone to have the boat. You sound distressed, buddy. You need your boat back. And we're going to do that for you. We got to get this guy his boat. I can just see the pain in his eyes. He wants his boat back. And this egg is just sitting in my stomach in a way that soy has never sat in my stomach. I know. I really feel really good. Yeah. It's like, I, it's like I've never eaten in my life before. TK DMs Lash a link to gains and pro, about protein and bodybuilding. Okay, well, you know, I guess we'll we'll go get your boat for you. Well, there's um, uh, you can't drive the boat. No, this can't you can't um hack the boat. Uh, you can't. There's no there's no steering wheel on the boat. You need a rigger. Oh. Mm. And you, according to my research, no have a rigger. No. We could find one. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty well connected. We could find a rigger. I mean, I could find a rigger. I have great news. Okay. I have found the rigger. Oh, wow. Okay, oh, wow. great. Okay. Wow. This, is good. This, this guy's giving me eggs. He's yeah. giving us riggers. I, I mean, when do we start paying you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> we labor immediately. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. So, I have rigger. Wonderful person. Owes me huge favor. Okay. You understand? Yeah. You, the quiet one. You understand? TK nods. Quiet one understands. I have rigor owes me huge favor. Normally... Nobody wants to owe me a huge favor. I have eggs, painting, living bank. But this person I like very much. Owe me a big favor. I give you rigor for free. Is he crazy or weird or gross? Is he going to touch us? What's what's the catch? I don't work with crazy. Okay. Understand? Look at me in my eyes. We've only been looking at you in the eyes, sir. Okay? I say for effect. Okay. To show you I mean, I'm serious what I mean now. Yes. I don't work with crazy. Weird? 
I need. Weird, I kind of love. Okay. Crazy, no can do. Do you understand this? No can do? Yes. Means I will not do it. Right. Te- technically cannot do it. <laughs> I just, I was like, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> called Gabriel. Right now, he DJ at club called um, Hector! Ball Pit. He DJ at a club called Ball Pit. You know this, Ball Pit? I think I've heard of it, yeah. Ball Pit? Is it in Chelsea? Is it in Chelsea? Hector, is it in Chelsea? It's in Chelsea. Ball Pit in Chelsea, you know. I figured. He DJ at Ball Pit. You go to him. Look them in the eye, say, we're here to talk about Odessa. Odessa? Odessa. Odessa. to talk about Odessa. Okay. So you say to me now, I'll make sure you have right. We're here to talk about Odessa. Bongo. All right. Superb. We're going we're gonna to say we're here to talk about Odessa to Gabriel, who I think sounds capable. And we'll get your boat back, sir. Is there anything else we should know for our safety? Well, your safety? Uh, yes. Um, I would not want to get caught by this man in his home. You see? You understand? Yes. Be discreet. Yes. Okay. We can do that. One more thing. I need this done fast. Three days? <clears throat> yeah. Bongo. 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 Now, I have Hector send you coordinates of where I want the boat delivered. Yes? Sounds good. Bongo, baby. Thanks, Hector. Don't, don't. Don't talk to. Don't talk to Hector. I'm sorry. I don't come into your house, eat your real eggs, talk to your Hector. Boss, I heard them say something. Should I, do you want me to s- respond or? No, it's okay. fine. Okay. You're good. Okay. All right, then. We'll see ourselves out. Um, you wouldn't happen to have any more eggs or anything like that or any anything else that we this can take for the road? This is today. Okay. I'll let you hold egg. Okay, I'll... let you hold a raw egg. Yeah, that would be cool. There you go. <laughs> wow, this it's colder than I thought it would be. <gasps> was in the fridge. How heavy is it? Four feel. pounds? Here, no, feel it. Oh, this is not four pounds. You ever buy paint? White paint? Called eggshell? Sure. This is what that's based oh. on. How the color works. They get the idea for paint from egg. Ah. That is a genius idea. And the finish is similar. God, I thought it was talking about the shell in the sea and then. Okay, we should Let's be go. Going. Okay, I'm gonna again hand this back Quiet. to you. Quiet, man. You don't touch egg? Touch egg. Uh, TK reaches for the egg uh, with his non cyber arm and uh, just just pokes it and then looks, looks at Mr. Johnson. Viv just turns around and heads for the door. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hand you your egg back, sir. Thank you. Okay, we'll see you in three days. You better. As you guys leave Johnson's bank turned right aid, turned house, you receive a message with a set of coordinates in it. The first coordinate is for a very particular location um, in the south of the Brooklyn Archipelago, around where Sheep's Head Bay used to be. It is labeled JAST, J-A-S-T, Reclamation. And you also receive another pin that is um, sort of midway up Manhattan, all the way on the west side. um, And a Time. It says 2.30 a.m. Uh, in two days. Uh, so it seems to be indicating that you are to meet with the boat at this second pin, 2.30 in the morning on the west side of Manhattan. Is that clear? The other location that you have is the location of the ball pit in Chelsea, where there is a person who owed your Johnson a favor. And you have been told that he will happily repay that favor by rigging for you. Guys, we have to work with somebody we've never worked with before. How do you guys feel about that? I remember that one time we had to work with um, Ricky. Remember Ricky? Oh, him. Yeah, and that didn't go well. I'm not really um, too excited about it. I guess we can keep him at arm's length and kind of uh, make sure he doesn't double cross us or anything. I don't know. I 
I have a good feeling about this whole situation. Okay, lashes in. So I guess, you know, if you guys are confident, let's just go get him. I mean, I love that man. Okay, well, let's go Let's go meet this guy. I mean, if he's, you know, a guy at the ball pit, I mean, he can't be too bad, right? I mean, if it means more eggs in the future. When Manhattan was rebuilt by the corporations throughout the mid-21st century, they went to great lengths to stake their turf. Evo, the largest bioware slash bioengineering firm on two planets, Earth and Mars, built an arcology, a gargantuan enclosed city within a city, stretching a dozen square blocks through the clouds. Others, like Horizon, the media conglomerate, and as technology, known for their consumer goods, bankrolled whole neighborhoods, or bought whole zip codes of real estate in single transactions. It's relaxed a bit since then. It's less one-to-one, corp-to-neighborhood, but it can still be volatile. It's possible to move into a Renraku building and move out of a Shiawase one. Residents call this zip shift, and corps do what they have to in order to protect their investments. Each neighborhood has a few security checkpoints around its border. They mostly stop cars, and they operate mostly after business hours, unless there's been some emergency or catastrophe. But if you're driving around past dark, expect to explain your business in the Seder Krupp Enclave and have the credentials to prove it, or else you'll answer to the NYPD incorporated officers paid handsomely to protect their corporate clients' corporate border. So you guys get in Henley the Bentley, which drives you automatically to Chelsea in Manhattan. Um, It is a nice sunny day. You get to the location that has been uh, specified by Johnson, uh, the ball pit. The front of it is like a pretty unassuming storefront. There are no windows or anything. There's just a brick facade with a big, heavy latched steel door that kind of looks like what you see on an industrial freezer. There's no bouncer, um, and the door is decorated with a bunch of, like, tightly packed paint splotches, many different bright colors that kind of look like, kind of look like balloons, like someone stuffed a closet full of balloons. TK hops on the Matrix to check it out to see if there is a Matrix presence. Uh, yeah, there is. It, uh, it has a host on the Matrix, um, and just to be clear, um, a host is a location on the Matrix that's like a, like a 3D rendered virtual place that you can visit. Um, every host may or may not have an actual physical location. So like your favorite brick and mortar bookstore um, may have a virtual host that like a VR patron can visit. It may also exist only in VR with no actual physical location. Both of those things are hosts. So the ball pit does have both a brick and mortar location and a host in the matrix. Uh, The door is already open, but uh, you are staring into an actual hallway full of balloons. So I tell uh, everyone else to hop on the Matrix and take a look. So you, are you guys seeing balloons too? Yeah. Yeah. Viv puts her nerd <laughs> Everybody waits while Grandma suits up. <laughs> From the billows of her caftan, Viv pulls out a few broken pieces of starfish that are held jankily together by kelp. And she slaps it on her head. And Viv... Upon doing this, uh, the, the trodes connect to her brain meets, and she is transported to VR and is seeing what TK has described. 
A hallway, a hallway tightly packed full of balloons. Uh, Vin leans forward and squints. Uh, uh, balloons? Yeah, they used to they used to sell them at places. You, you used to buy them uh, in New York before you had parties. Oh. Every every time, every single party had balloons. That's what they looked like. Not familiar. Yeah, I think you had to blow them up to make a wish at a birthday. You got a balloon for each of your years you were born. I don't. I think I know. Yeah, it's something like that. I, yeah. I remember that from from history. What are that I know? I mean, what are they? Well, I mean, what do you think they are? I mean, look at them. You guys live in Manhattan in 2101. <laughs> You're not aliens. <laughs> you don't know that. We tell you you don't know what an egg is, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> we, don't we don't know, know what an egg it's is. like elf. <laughs> no one has ever celebrated since. There's been no celebrations since 2099. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) celebrations have been outlawed. Manhattan got destroyed in a big earthquake and flood, and everybody was like, "You know what? (laughs) Fuck balloons. We're not." (laughs) President (laughs) Malia Obama. No more balloons. We got to save our helium. Actually, that's probably the thing that would make it so that there would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bell Labs in New Jersey has the entire world supply of helium. Yeah, so they can make all the weird metals. But uh, uh, yeah, maybe they haven't had a lot of floating balloons. (laughs) It's all just mundane ground balloons. (laughs) Um. Are you guys going to go inside the club? Yeah, let's yes. Are you going go to physically go inside the club? You're not just going to... Because st- if you're in VR, you're just kind of standing on the sidewalk, not doing anything. Well, yeah. Let's just go. I yeah. punch the balloons out of the way. In VR. In VR. I hop out of VR and they, I walk towards They them. jostle. <laughs> so when you open the front door, um, you hear medium loud electro music issuing from the end of a like a short passageway. There's a, a walkway with handrails suspended in the center of like a long, an oblong prismatic space and dotted all around it like these like thousands of very tiny like pinpricks of LED light. So I, I go first. So um, the main space of the ball pit is gigantic. Uh, it's maybe like six 60, 70 feet tall and like a hundred or more feet in either direction horizontally. Uh, So it's huge. And it's very different from any club that you have ever seen before. Instead of booths and tables sort of like ringing a dance floor or like ringing the outside of the space, you know, or like a big DJ booth on one far end and a dance floor in front of that, uh, there's actually no furniture installed on on the ground of the club. There are, however, tight groupings of uh, spherical pods that are suspended from the ceiling on really thick suspension wire. Viv is dawdling behind because she still has her trodes on as she's squinting and leaning forward as her feet slap on the ground. Should we ask anybody if there's a Gabriel around? Um, yeah, Gabriel's supposed to be DJing, right? Yeah, I think so. Did we get his, like, his uh, calm or whatever? You have no contact information for Gabriel. You just know that he's here. And what you can see is that like there are a bunch of these pods raised and lowered. Some are like sort of near the ground. Some are up towards the ceiling. Some are in like uh, sort of like small groups together. Some of the ones that you can see are like lit from the inside. You can see arrangements of couches and chairs and like a few of the larger ones have like small dance floors in them. Everything is painted matte black uh, with the exception of all of these pods that have like video screens uh, around the outside of them. They're all pulsing a kind of like dull, calming blue, like sort of in time with the music 
music that's playing. It's pretty empty. You know, it is 11 o'clock in the morning, but you can see some people who are inside some of these pods. There's maybe like 20 or 30 people here. And as you enter in, you know, one of the pods lowers from the ceiling, touches the floor, and three elven women um, who are definitely a little tipsy stumble out and start walking towards the exit. And they wave uh, to a bartender that's uh, at a bar that's sort of in the center of the wall that's to your left-hand side. Uh, So there's a human bartender hanging out over there just like looking at his How big are each of these pods? They could probably fit, the bigger ones can fit maybe 10 people, and the smaller ones are like a two-person. I'm going to go speak to the bartender, guys, and see if uh, I can figure out where the DJ booth is. Does anybody want anything to drink? No, I'll just keep looking around. Okay. I'll take a drink. All right. What you drinking? Whatever you're drinking. All right. Lash? I'd love a Gatorade. And we'll try to get a Gatorade from a bar. Lash, we'll try that again for you because that always works. I'm telling you, this is a common drink. I know you think it's a common drink. I'm telling you at clubs, they do not have it. I will ask for you, though, again. Yeah, that's all, all I'm right. asking. Okay. I walk up to the bar um, that these three elven women have just uh, walked towards. Do you want to be the bartender? Yes. <laughs> Hector! (laughs) God, this guy is everywhere. Hey, how's it going, man? Well, it's all right on this bright weekday morning. How can I help you, sir? Uh, Can I get two sarsaparillas? Um, And uh, you wouldn't happen to have Gatorade, would you? This your first time at the ball pit? No, it's not, actually. I've been here before. Oh, well, the rules here are the same as they were the last time you arrived. Oh, right. We got two drinks. Yep. We got uh, juice boxes and, uh, of course, milk. Yes. Yep. I forgot that they do have good juice box. Juice and milk. Juice. I'll take uh, three juice boxes, please. Sure you don't want the milk? Gabriel's DJing tonight. I know. I've heard. I, where Where is he? I'm actually a friend of Gabriel's. Where, where is he? Um... Oh, he's already in the DJ sphere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where is that? Over in uh, Pod Bay Alpha. Pod Bay Alpha. And place it normally is. You've been here before, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to double check that he wasn't, you know, good. You know, Gabriel, he'll get into just about any honey pot he can find, you know. So. Always in the same place. But always in the same place. Yeah, that's a good good observation. You've been here a while? I don't think I've ever seen you here. <laughs> Every day. All ten right. years. Every day for 10 years. Can't miss you, but I did. Back when it was called Spike. Oh, wow. Different owners. All right. Uh, were there just floating spikes that people were partying in? Oh, you never came to the Spike? No, I didn't. What was it? Oh, well, looks like it is your first time for something. I guess. I don't know. I didn't go, so, so I didn't have a first time there. He just, just got up to the room is like, same deal, but with spikes. All right. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we're going to head. I'm just going to head over. Uh, I'll just take those juice boxes. And you don't want your milk? I know. Didn't order the milk uh, at all. Uh, got three juice boxes, please. And, Bad news uh, right out of the juice boxes, sir. I apologize for that. Okay. So you got three big glasses of milk for me? God, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> so you will take the milk then? Yes, I'll take the milk. All right. He go, he turns around, and there's like a like a wall installation behind him of like you. At first, it just looked like part of the like decoration of the thing, but you see now that there seem to be like almost breast like organic things behind the bar on the wall. Uh, and he goes up to one and he puts a glass under it and he says, uh, "Hey there, Gabriel. Uh, we got three thirsty babies down here." And then, uh, sure enough, the things uh, produce milk. Um, can you keep those milks back there 
Well, I already poured them, so right. you're going to have to pay for we, them. I'm going to pay for them, but you keep them there, and we will get them on our way out, if you don't mind. I don't, the, the kind of things that are in this milk, I don't think you can take outside unless... Oh, this is fun milk. It's the only kind of milk we got. Oh, well, actually, give me that milk. Um, I will try some. <laughs> You'll try three. Yep. Okay, <laughs> well, here's your new yin, sir. Uh and uh, I will be on my way. Thank you so much. What was your name again? Chester. Thank you so much, Chester. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'll be seeing you around. You know. Uh, I hope so. Yep, absolutely. And so I walk back to the group and I say, you know, I got two extra milks here. Um, they definitely smell astringent. Right. It doesn't taste like what you're thinking milk tastes like. It did come out of where you think milk comes from, but uh, I don't does anybody want this? TK, you TK, want this? TK grabs a glass and drinks it like without without breaking eye contact. He's so cool. Lash, <laughs> no Gatorade. Straight down. Uh, uh, Lash sees TK doing that and does exactly what he does. You are both drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Where what did does you that say the milk? I'm sorry. Wait, sorry, what does that do to our stats? Just can, can we get a quick explanation? So I would say in this situation, you would get a plus two to all your charisma rolls uh, and maybe a plus one to all your strength rolls. Yeah. But a <laughs> minus two to everything else. <laughs> I'm going to forget that. I love that. Listen, I found out where Gabriel is. He is up in the uh, DJ ball um, in the alpha bay um, of the balls. Of the what? <laughs> the ball bay? He's in the guys. alpha <laughs> I shouldn't have given you that damn milk. Everything I said was completely normal. We're in the alpha ball? The bay. The the alpha bay of the balls. The balls? All right. The floating balls. This is the ball pit, guys. That's what they call them. They call them balls. Let's go. Don't embarrass me here. I actually do know people that come here. Not at 11 a.m., but I do know people that come here. In the rear of the club, you do see one of the spheres uh, is kind of like a half sphere. And from where you are standing on the ground, there is a man with his eyes closed, completely motionless, set into it like it's some sort of throne and uh yeah i mean this is this is the direction that chester gestured in and uh, this is the only uh sphere in the room that looks this way so it seems likely that this is gabriel the only problem is that he's about 40 feet off the ground and there's nothing else around him i get on the matrix and attempt to contact gabriel you he actually is not it's called running silent and he's not running silent right. so his he has a little icon uh that you can see of him. Right. Uh, it's like a little curled up uh, lizard is like what his mark looks like uh, inside of a hexagon. Um, and yeah, it's like open for communication if you want to just send him a, like yeah. a comlink message. I, I get out of VR. I look at uh, Lux and I'm like, what was that phrase again? Oh, um, we're here to um, uh, we're here to work um, with Odessa. We're here to talk about We're here Odessa. to talk about Odessa. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I don't respond, and I go back into AR, and I send the message, we're here to talk about Odessa. Can you meet us down? You see um, a little typing icon pop up and then go away. Oh, like he was going to say something but doesn't? And then the typing icon pops up again, and it stays there for like 15 seconds. I go into VR, and I, I take a closer look, uh, and I get ready to... to- yeah. I get ready to throw some marks at him. <laughs> uh, so in VR, the bar is completely full. There are hundreds of people here. The space is like two or three times larger, and there are five to ten times as many pods that are in these different arrangements, just kind of floating around, like bubble, like sort of bubbles in soda. Um, and Gabriel's pod is actually much bigger than all the other ones, unlike in the physical version.
version of the club where it's a little bit smaller. But you can still see in your overlay, your, your AR overlay that doesn't go away when you go into VR that like, he's still typing and uh, he's seems like he's trying to craft a message. The typing bar goes away again and then you just get one message that's just a little skull emoji and then followed by a frowny face emoji. And uh, then the music stops and everyone in the club, uh, in the VR version of the club, looks around at one another and like stops dancing and Gabriel's pod starts to lower. Seems dramatic. Uh, from the outside, you guys see Gabriel's pod start to lower. Uh, I hop out of VR and just look at them and say, it's done. You are now leaving Fun City. Thank you for listening. If you want to support the show or get weird and fun behind the scenes tape and other episode extras, please head to patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures, where you can transfer us some of your hard earned new yen and keep the ship afloat. We have been working on fun city for almost a year and we're so excited to share it with you that we couldn't not throw a party. So if you find yourself in the Brooklyn Archipelago, please come join us on September 19th, 2019 at our favorite new neighborhood bar slash arcade slash concert venue, Wonderville on Broadway. We'll be there from 8 until 11 p.m. at least, throwing back soy brews and playing Killer Queen. More details in the show notes. Uh, I'm Bijan Steven, and I am TK. Um, you can find me online at Bijan Steven on Twitter, which is B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, or on Instagram, um, and you should just Google that. I'm Jen De La Vega. I am Viv. You can find me online at Randwitches. That's the word sandwiches, but just replace the S with an R. This is Nick Garcio. I play Lux Scythe. You can find me on Twitter at N-G-U-E-R-S-H. Um, and Instagram at ngercio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O. This is Shannon O'Dell. I play Lash Goodbog. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Shodell, S-H-O-D-E-L-L. This is Taylor Moore, and I play all the bad boys. I'm at Taylor.biz. My name is Mike Rignetta. I am your GM. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Rignetta. You can find the show on Twitter at Fun City Ventures. Fun City was recorded at Fortunate Horse in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. It was produced, edited, and sound designed by me, Mike Rignetta. All of the show's music is by Sam Tyndall, and the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton. Thanks to everyone who heard rough cuts of the show along the way and gave us notes and advice. With special shoutouts to Drew Hendrickson, Jason Oberholzer, Molly Templeton, Tim Mucci, Crystal Donovan, Patrick Davison, Kyle Shansinger, and George Ruiz. <laughs> <laughs>